0: Ciao.
1: Sorry. Were you recording the whole time?
2: Yes. Ah.
1: we
2: For 43 seconds. In.
1: Uh Oh god. I <laughs> think uh. <laughs> uh, <well>, um uh <laughs> 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 ah! <laughs> Okay. Uh, we're uh.
2: already being driven mad. <laughs>
1: I got distracted. Um, You
2: you got so many of those government chemicals pumping through you.
1: (laughs) Uh, It turns out I'm actually in the Weapon X program. Oh, shit. they're making me into a Wolverine, (laughs) except they've made my bones extremely brittle.
2: (laughs) Instead of adamantium, they replaced it with... uh...
1: Graham cracker. (laughs) Well, shit. Yeah, uh, if you dunk me in milk, I'll just fall apart. (laughs) Man, remember in between the episodes when we came up with cloud beef?
2: Oh yeah, cloud beef.
1: Yeah, uh, we were talking about cotton candy.
2: Yeah, and, and... How
1: neither of us really care for it. Like, it's okay, but if it tasted like beef, that would be better. Yeah. and But it would have to have the same texture, where it's kind of furry, and then it melts in your mouth.
2: Yeah, just imagine like beef jerky, but instead it's like cotton candy consistency. Yeah, you just
1: kind of take a, a nosh off of it. And you're like, hmm, this is like a a hunk of hair that tastes like a cow. Who wouldn't want that?
2: I think that in our sci-fi future, we should be able to have cloud beef.
1: I think one day, with the proper funding, and once I stop wasting it on these chemicals, (laughs) uh, I think we'd be able to get crowd beef.
2: Crowd beef? (laughs) Shh! (laughs) Crowdfunded beef? (laughs)
1: Uh, no, it's beef made from krauts.
2: Oh, well, shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we could get cloud beef on Shark Tank. I think so. I think, or, you know, just, uh, wherever, into stores. Or, well, we really don't want to sell it in stores. It's more of a street food.
2: Oh, yeah. You have to go to your cloud beef dealer and get it.
1: Or, like, you know, like a car- like a street carnival, or...
2: Oh, okay, like a state fair.
1: Yeah. You know, like the same places you would get cotton candy is the same place you would get cloud beef.
2: Okay, that makes sense, yeah.
1: They sell cotton candy in gas stations? The answer is sometimes.
2: Yeah, but lower quality.
1: Yeah. Um, so don't get the cloud beef you see at the gas station.
2: You need to see the little machine mixing the cloud beef in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm
1: so hungry now. <laughs> All I can think of is my delicious... Uh, majestic food i think it could taste like other things too other meats
2: yeah i'm sure you could get your, your pork yeah your chicken yeah your uh
1: don't say shrimp
2: your don't. shrimp
1: no <laughs> take it back
2: uh no shrimp
1: <laughs> but yeah that's cloud beef so um really these chemicals are doing me good <laughs> I'm becoming an entrepreneur, <laughs> but I do have. I was skimming the the paper, aka Twitter, and uh, <laughs> I found a, a report uh, that I think concerns. Uh, it's a rain. It's a raincoat file. I'd say. Okay. Okay. This is uh, a Miami. This is a. This is recently in Miami. There was a uh, what they're calling a, a a brawl among teenagers. You know how we had like a couple of those like a couple of years ago and they're like, yeah. no teenagers can come in after such and such time. Right. A situation like that. But dozens of cops responded. Doesn't that seem a bit, uh, a bit strange that so many cops would respond it's just a, a teenagers fighting.
2: I mean, not really if they were bored and wanted to crack some
1: skulls. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense <laughs> for cops. But, uh, but, uh, I'll, I'm going to quote this verbatim, so uh, forgive me if I fuck up. Okay. Uh, reports are emerging that it wasn't kids fighting that led to dozens of cop cars outside of Miami Mall a couple of days ago. Some witnesses are reporting eight to ten foot shadow beings were being shot at by people with others <laughs> fleeing. Supposedly, people went into fight or flight mode.
2: Oh, damn. <laughs>
1: The reason this story is interesting is the description of these aliens seem consistent with that the Las Vegas family reported several months ago. Did you hear about that one?
2: No, I didn't.
1: Oh. We're missing some context here, but I guess they're shadow people. Anyway. (laughs) I mean, uh, eight to ten foot tall shadow people. I think that would be noticeable.
2: Yeah, I would not like that.
1: And I'll say we're in the dark. It'd be harder to see them.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's true.
1: I don't think I'd like that. Anyway, <laughs> hope someone has better video. I'm also curious what the police reports from the witnesses say. I'm not sure I believe in shadow aliens, but not let's not just blindly dismiss this until we get more facts.
2: <laughs> All right, fair enough.
1: Yeah, I don't think we should be dismissing the reality of the shadow beings.
2: I mean, I don't have I don't have proof that there aren't shadow people.
1: I don't have proof there aren't, and I don't have proof that they, if there are, that they're aliens. Sure. And I don't have proof that they were at this mall, but what do you think they were doing at the mall?
2: Uh, they were going to Hot Topic to get cool t-shirts.
1: That sounds right. Eight to foot, eight to 10 foot tall shadow people would definitely be the kind of like people that would go to Hot Topic or like the Spencer's <laughs> Gifts. Right. Uh, maybe stop at like Fye, to like see if they've got some funko pops that you would like <laughs> So yeah that's what's going on in Miami that sounds about right Florida uh, for you that's Florida for you Florida ya. <laughs> Florida Florida <ya>. Florida <laughs> oh God right, let's not get hooked on that let's, let's move along um, so that's that's Miami what's going on uh, closer to home?
2: Well, uh my brain still doesn't work because of COVID, so we got that going on and I can only talk for short periods before choking on uh
1: Flem. Phlegm. Yeah, so That's cool.
2: That's where we're at. But uh, you know.
1: You wouldn't let me get it out last time. I still have my probe.
2: <laughs> I guess that's true. Uh but in the meantime, you know.
1: Yeah, what have you been investigating?
2: Um, I've been investigating The uh, Jeffrey Epstein files that came out. Yeah. Uh, Turns out, Stephen Hawking was watching the sky and uh, wanted to see little people solve math equations. That's what I've heard
1: on, but the board was too high.
2: Yes, that's why they struggled.
1: That doesn't seem fair.
2: Uh, Well, I think the whole... Epstein situation is full of things that aren't fair and exploitative
1: that's true aren't
2: fair and are exploitative
1: yes I think that's that's fair (laughs) and I
2: think of those things this is the most uh, amusing
1: detail Uh,
2: even though it's not like a good thing necessarily on the scale of things happening in the Epstein files
1: do you think he saw it I think so I guess it wouldn't be that hard to arrange. I don't know why he would want that. That's perverse. Uh, I guess that's why. Yeah. That's sick.
2: Well, again, on the scale of things happening in the Epstein files, this is more uh, amusing than horrifying. I don't know. On that scale.
1: (laughs) I don't know. Like, I know, but I don't know. You know? Like... I'm just glad that your name didn't show up. My name isn't on any list. You know whose name is was on the list? Who's that? Yours. No, it wasn't. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I don't know when you would have met him.
2: We are not part of the elite that would get invited to the island, even if we were horrific human beings who if wanted they to go.
1: invited me to the island, it would be to hunt me. Oh, yeah, we could be the most dangerous game. I don't think we could be the most dangerous game. Like, we could be hunted, but...
2: Yeah, that would make us the most dangerous game. Right, but... Because the game is what you hunt.
1: I know, but like...
2: Oh, we wouldn't be the most dangerous of the no. most dangerous... We could be in the category of the most dangerous game, because the most dangerous game, like... Is man. Is man, and yeah. we are men. But we would not be the most dangerous of the most dangerous game.
1: We yeah. would be. We'd get you'd be used for bait by the most dangerous game. Fair enough. Yeah. The other guy out there. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, Just makes me think of Countess Perverse.
1: Yeah, that's what they do.
2: That's what they do.
1: If you, Stephen Hawking's having midgets do stuff on fucking chalkboards, what do you think George Clooney's doing? Uh, I guess I didn't think about that. He's hunting people with a golden goddamn gun.
2: Weren't there like two or three names that were still uh, still censored in the documents?
1: There are perhaps many names. I don't know. I haven't looked deeply into uh, this necessarily. Um, a lot of it, I think, is just old stuff that they like. You get more detail about now, right? Uh, I saw part of a document that could have been fake that was about Donald Trump. And it was pretty gross. Uh,
2: yeah, I saw some stuff uh, referencing him that was horrific.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't really want to repeat it. <laughs> yeah, no, we're I not like, going to. I like to have fun on this That's show. why I
2: tried to get us off of this topic, and I kind of regretted bringing it up.
1: Well, it's too late. We're well, deep in the raincoat files. You know what we, else Donald Trump's done that's horrific? A little film called "Ghost Can't Do It.
2: Oh, was he, oh, he was in it?
1: Yeah, he played like a very brief role. That movie is insane. It's a film starring Bo Derek, directed and written by, I guess, her husband, John Derek. Yeah. Uh, It's like a comedy about a rich man who kills himself because he has a heart attack and can't fuck anymore. And and then decides he's going to come back and haunt his wife and that they're going to possess someone so he can fuck them. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of like Get Out, but like for like <laughs> like from like the villains' perspective. <laughs> it's a just it's a very bizarre film. Uh, usually, I've watched a lot. We've watched a lot of weird stuff. We've seen some things. Yeah. Do you ever get like anxiety watching one? Not typically. This one produced anxiety in me, which it shouldn't have because <laughs> it was a comedy. Oh wow. <laughs> uh. So yeah, we've been. Uh, that's just one of the many horrific crimes of Don Donald <laughs> Trump. Don Donald Trump. John Donald Trump. Don John. Don Donald. <laughs> Don John Bovey. John John Bovey. Yeah. Don Bon Jovi. Don Bon Jovi directed this week's film.
2: <laughs> yes, Pleasure he d- Maze. Yes, uh, Don Bon Jovi, aka Duck Dumont.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Uh, directed this week's film, Pleasure Maze Which I guess, 13 minutes into the episode We can start
1: to uh, discuss It's good, they've been too short lately <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, Yeah, and there's not a ton to talk about About this movie anyway
1: I'm gonna just say it right up front There's not a goddamn maze
2: uh, No, there's not
1: So uh, Episode over Yeah? No, uh, we'll talk about it
2: So yeah, uh Pleasure Maze uh, is a 1986 film by Duck Dumont. And uh, it has a bit of a sci-fi premise because it is the tale of the night droids. Yes. Who in the future are android hookers. And uh, what we see here is a look behind the scenes in their testing in the Pleasure Maze, or the Play Maze, as it's also called.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, of course, before they are released to the public, they have to be tested in the Pleasure Maze. And uh, they are.
1: Yes. And who, and who, my friends, does the testing? Well, that would be none other than the dead man himself. <laughs> Joey Silvera, who is still alive as far as we know. All right. Uh,
2: Is uh, the old school tester, but he's not the only tester. No. Uh, We also have Don Fernando and Billy D and uh, Jason Jules and Jerry Butler.
1: Jason Jules isn't a good
2: name. Uh, No, it's not. Uh, Jerry Butler is kind of the smug younger tester.
1: Yeah. Who uh, thinks
2: Joey Silvera is an old man. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Yeah.
1: He wasn't that old in eighty-six though.
2: No, not as old as he was in like ninety-five By the time he made Dog Walker yeah.
1: he was falling apart. He'd um, be dead only months later.
2: <laughs> no, he would not be. <laughs> uh in fact, I believe his last uh credited sex role is like twenty fifteen. And I believe posthumous. um <laughs> posthumous. Yeah. Uh, I believe that he had a credit very recently. Yes, he w- had a non-sex role in 2023 in Transactive 21 for Evil Angel. Hmm. Yeah, his last sex Archival roles... Footage. were footage. <laughs> his last sex roles were in 2015.
1: <laughs> the Silvera Conspiracy.
2: <laughs> Is it that one of the me. files we're alive. opening? Yes. <laughs> Uh, in 2014, he was an Alien Ass Party and Alien Ass Party 2, so... Oh, maybe
1: we can cover that next week. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I'd love to go to an Alien Ass Party.
2: Uh, before he was an Alien Ass Party, the prior year, he was in Ass Party 3, 5, and 6.
1: Oh, they went out of this world.
2: So yeah, they, they went out of this world later with Alien Ass Party. Just two years later.
1: It's like Leprechaun when he goes to the moon, and then I think he goes back to the moon, or does he go back to the hood?
2: He goes to the hood twice, and I think he only he goes, goes to, to the space moon once.
1: once. Okay. I haven't watched all of them. I'm going on memory. I've had most of this 9.2% tall boy <laughs> since we started recording.
2: Fair enough. <laughs> now, I saw, I think I might have seen all of the Leprechaun films, but I was not in a state where I would remember them to this day. Hell yeah. I remember there being points where I found them very amusing, but also that they kind of dragged a bit, but I have them all on Blu-ray, so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's no accounting for taste. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, Joey Silvera, Tester, uh, Jason Jules, does he play like the scientist, like a scientist guy?
2: No, uh, Jason Jules was one of the testers in a flashback scene. Okay, there were two guys, him and Don Fernando.
1: Yeah, I with uh,
2: Nina Hartley.
1: Okay, oh, okay, that's a good scene. Uh, I was thinking, there's a guy like a blonde scientist towards the end who has really big balls, and I was like, that'd be if I was a porn star and I had real big balls, I would be Jason Jules. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah, uh, in addition to the people that we've named. Uh, John Martin has a large role. Uh, he plays Merrick, who is uh, one of the uh, supervising people of the Pleasure Maze. Mm-hmm. And in addition to these gentlemen who we've all named off, we also have Amber Lynn in a featured role. Joanna Storm as well. Uh,
1: as Roe. One
2: of as the Roe, yes.
1: Supervisors.
2: Uh, Nina Hartley as the alpha unit. Lily Marlene. We saw her in Young Girls Do and The Young Like It Hot. Uh, Tracy Adams and Stacey Donovan as well. And Alexis Greco. Um, Weirdly enough, on the IMDb page, John Leslie's credited here, but he's definitely not in this movie. I didn't see him. Uh, But, you know. Also, Mm. Buck Adams is credited, and he's not in this movie either.
1: Maybe there's something cut. Because their characters don't have names either, though, so... Yeah. I don't know. I bet IAFD has this all sorted out.
2: Uh, They have them not listed on here. So, I think that I trust them more.
1: Someone's lying. We're going to get to the bottom of it while we get to this film.
2: Yes, so... uh, I guess it's time for us to get to the bottom of it, so we'll take a quick break, and then we'll be back to talk a little bit more about the Pleasure Maze, which, spoiler alert, isn't much of a maze.
1: I already said it. Oh, yeah, well... Second spoiler alert like this.
2: (laughs) Uh, We'll be right
0: back. They let very few people into these old cities nowadays. I'm allowed to run. They want me to stay in shape. I'm Parker. Yeah, I'm a tester working in play maze, and have been for quite a while. I'm the oldest working tester, and still the best. They don't use me often anymore, just for special testing. I remember when I first started. The maze was simpler then.
2: The testers would enter and activate the nitroid. Just throwing plastic shit at me?
1: Yeah, well, it didn't even get... I threw it and it kind of suspended in the air for a second and then just kind of fell on the ground. That seems supernatural. Yeah. There's something going on in here. Something supernatural. (laughs) I said that. I know.
2: Okay. Well, anyhow.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about the pleasure maze. Let's get lost for a while.
2: Let's try. So we open with some title cards with some futuristic beeping and booping in the background. And then we get on-screen text that tells us, In the future, the world's oldest profession is taken over by android hookers. They are called Night Droids.
1: Which is a cool name.
2: The leading manufacturer of Night Droids has just completed the Delta, a top-of-the-line deluxe model, now ready for testing. Night droids are tested in the pleasure maze, sometimes called the play maze. No night droid has made it all the way through.
1: I don't know what that means.
2: Yeah, I don't either.
1: They set this up, and there's no real explanation <laughs> for it. Because we, we need to stop here and discuss it, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, they're just like a product. This is just product testing. What do you mean? If none have never made it through, does that mean they've not been able to release one yet?
2: I think it means that they do the sort of product testing where they just see how much you can do to the product until it breaks. Okay. Uh, Which doesn't mean that it can't be released. It's just like, these are the limitations of it, you know?
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: But, uh, I guess. I don't know.
1: I don't know. The pleasure maze.
2: It's not like a series of trials as far as we can tell.
1: No, it's... As you
2: would um, assume based on the name. Yeah, and,
1: well, there's... Yeah, okay. I think you've, you've sort of explained, I guess, how their product release schedule works. The stuff sucks. <laughs> uh,
2: but yeah, the, it, it ends by saying, this is the story of the one that does. So, the one that survives the pleasure maze, I guess. But we don't see anyone's like being
1: destroyed either. So, I don't...
2: I mean... I don't know that a whole lot of
1: thought was put into this. No. From the title to the Star Wars Star Wars uh forward crawl. <laughs> it's not even really a Star Wars crawl because someone talks over it.
2: Yeah, and like it doesn't scroll. It, it just appears on screen.
1: It's so lazy. <laughs> uh so we it cut undermines the film before it begins. <laughs>
2: So we cut to Parker, Joey Silvera's character. He's laying naked on a bed. He asks the naked woman standing nearby if she's a night droid. She tells him that she doesn't know and asks if it matters. So Parker pulls the woman towards him. And this is Tracy Adams, who's credited as Dream Girl in the credits. Yes. Uh, He pulls her onto the bed with him, and they begin to make out and caress one another. So... This is the bed that we see throughout this film, which is like a. a It's
1: a twin bed.
2: I think it might be a full bed.
1: You think so? It could be. Not a queen size. It's definitely not meant to sleep to.
2: No, but it's enough to fuck to.
1: Yes. Or more. Oh, yes, as we see. (laughs) Sometimes.
2: But, uh, yeah, and it's just kind of a platform that's sitting, like, six feet up in the air. Or, or probably, like, three, four feet in the air. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and
1: so enough high enough that you can fuck. Yes. Uh, you think that maybe this was a movie that had a title before they wrote anything? Maybe. Like, those, like, Val Luton films where he's, like, gotta come up with, like, something for, like, I Walked with the Zombie or... I know that, like... Cat, like, a Cat People...
2: I think that, uh, who was it? I think it was, I think Roger Corman did this at one point. He would go to like the international film market where you would yeah. sell the rights to movies. And he would just shop around posters of movies that hadn't been made yet or written.
1: Yeah, that's, <laughs> uh, that's beautiful.
2: And uh, yeah, so that could be it. They were like, okay, let's sell Pleasure Maze. And it's like, okay, I guess now we have to make Pleasure Maze. <laughs>
1: like, how do we do that? And we're like, I don't know. It's just like a, a series of tests maybe, but not really. Like, cause we're like, we're not going to make like an actual maze. Right. I was very disappointed. I
2: I mean, you could, there were so many ways to do it. Like low effort too. Yeah. You could just shoot the same room at a different angle with like a backdrop or something. Like there are easy ways that you could like make a series of rooms.
1: Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I guess uh and it, what I'll say is yeah, this the way I had in- structured it in my head and envisioned it is very different. Uh I kind of imagined it to be something like uh maybe something like the devil and Miss Jones 3 and 4.
2: Yeah, okay. Where she's
1: kind of like wandering from like different sexual like feet to sexual feet yeah, yeah. to be tested out. Um, no, you get a full bed <laughs> <Yes>. at best, <laughs> no, but, um, but go ahead. We've really, are <laughs> not being kind to this one from the start. Things are bad.
2: So, uh, Parker and Tracy here flick their tongues against one another and lick each other in a kind of gross way. Yeah. Um, Parker sucks on Tracy's nipples and squeezes her breasts. Tracy reaches down and starts to stroke Parker's cock a bit before bending down and starting to suck it. We then cut to a woman in white smoking and watching this. This is Roe, played by Joanna Storm. Yes. Uh, We cut back to Tracy riding Parker's cock cowgirl, bouncing up and down for a bit. Parker tells Tracy to fuck him hard, and she rides him pretty hard for a bit. Uh, Roe continues to watch and smoke. Uh, We cut to Parker fucking Tracy missionary on the bed, and he pounds away for quite a while, and eventually dismounts, having given her a cream pie, as we soon see in a close-up of her crotch.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's a real mess down
2: there. We hear voiceover... Get a
0: close-up on the con, it's beautiful.
2: It is beautiful. Yeah. We hear voiceover from Parker telling us that night after night, he has the same dream. My cream pie and android. <laughs> yes. Parker tells us oh, that... Oh,
1: do androids dream of electric cream pies? <laughs> like that one i love it thank you
2: uh (laughs) parker tells us that not many people are allowed into the city anymore but he's allowed to run around to stay in shape we see him jogging on some old railroad tracks we're told that he's a tester at the play maze he's the oldest working tester and the best he tells us they only use him for special testing these days Parker tells us he remembers when he first started. The maze was simpler then, although it seems pretty simple today.
1: Yeah, it's a full bed that you fuck on. What are you talking about?
2: The testers would show up and activate the night droid, he says. He tells us that the first night droids were the Alpha. So we cut to the Alpha, played by Nina Hartley. Um, she's being tested by Don Fernando and Jason Jules.
1: Oh boy, is she.
2: Uh, Jason is fucking her while she turbo sucks Don. Yeah. Um, They continue this for a couple of minutes until Jason pulls out and comes on her pubes and her hand and then pushes back inside her to fuck her more. They soon switch positions with Don Fernando fucking alpha doggy style while she sucks Jason's cock. They talk about what a hot droid she is and tell her to suck that cock. This continues for a few more minutes, and eventually, Don Fernando pulls out and comes on Alpha's ass. We cut back to Parker running. He tells us that those were the days, but now the maze has grown, and there's a new testing control center.
1: This is so strange. It's, <laughs> it's just got like the setup of like a dystopian like 70s sci-fi film. Right. Like a... Uh, like a soylent green or what have you,
2: right? But they th- don't really go into that at all.
1: No, the <laughs> way he talks about the maze, you're like, damn, it's like a deep corporate bureaucracy that controls everything or something. Uh, but uh, there's none of that. But the him, there's nothing r- actually menacing about n- it. No, <laughs> him running though is uh, it's great. It really does remind <laughs> me of like something you would see in like one of those films. Yeah, uh, some excess footage.
2: So we see the control room, and at the desk is uh, Merrick, played by John Martin, and Roe, played by Joanna Storm, who are supervising the tests. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're pressing buttons with lights on them. Roe tells Merrick that it looks like it's going to be a good shift. Merrick says that they have to test the new modified beta and gamma units. So then we cut to Cassidy, played by Billy D. He talks to Roe on the uh, radio, I guess, in uh, the test room that he's in. He tells her that she never returns his calls. She says, that's right, and then activates the night droids in his room. Uh, Roe tells Merrick that uh, Cassidy here keeps calling her over and over again. And he's a pervert. She tells him that she doesn't need testers in her life. Ro asks Merrick if he's got control of the maze, and he tells her yes. So she wraps herself in a fur coat and goes to leave. Before she does, Merrick tells her that he had this dream that she was wearing that coat, and she exposed herself to him. She tells him now he just sounds like a tester, and she storms off. So we cut to Cassidy, Billy D who's now being blown by the two night droids that he's with, which are played by Lily Marlene and Alexis Greco. Yes. They take turns sucking on his cock and balls and kissing on his torso as he encourages them.
1: One of them is far too tall and far too thin. I think she might be of the shadow people. <laughs> I think she's assumed a human form to, to do this work.
2: I guess. Yeah,
1: that makes sense. I think she's on a mission of observation and probably planning a trip to the mall.
2: I would say <laughs> I would say that this film would have benefited by some shadow people.
1: Yeah. If I'd seen one in the background or something yeah. when I was watching it.
2: Just menacing them while they're having sex.
1: Yeah, there's nothing. There's no shadow people. There's only the maze, which is a very vague and confusing concept. <laughs>
2: Uh, so Alexis makes out with Cassidy here while Lily's blowing him a bit um we cut to another night droid a woman walking through the hallways in a skirt made out of tinsel uh
1: bubble wrap tinsel oh that's a different one
2: I, I think that there is one that looks like it's made of bubble wrap this one is just like silvery okay, thin. okay. you're right um. But there's some that look like bubble wrap. I think there's one that looks like uh, just aluminum foil.
1: Uh, there's a few <laughs> different. I hit up the dollar store to yeah. <laughs> make most of the outfits. I, I will say I've been given this movie shit, but there is some decent like set design and stuff going on.
2: There is there's it's just not, it's limited though. It's
1: limited. It's not as like flashy or as fun as like Starship Eros was.
2: Right. Yeah. And like when he's like jogging outside on the railroad tracks and stuff, like it's a good post-apocalyptic type shot because it's just it's like very, an empty very train
1: yard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't fit with anything else in the film. So it doesn't really.
2: Right. Yeah. And I mean, they've got like this control center where there's like a desk and a bunch of lit up buttons yeah, and, and stuff. And that's up, cool. That's
1: what I have. Oh, yeah. I've never complained.
0: What you're about to do is against
1: the law in Alabama. <laughs> Use some more relevant buttons. Yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> uh, so we cut back to perverted Cass. Perverted porno zones. Oh yeah.
1: That's where they make Parker run. Oh yeah. All through the perverted, <laughs> or what used to be the porno zones before they depopulated them. Oh yeah. And brought in the night droids. See, there's something.
2: They should have. They should have.
1: Let's just start. Jumped a, on it. We really need to. St- start a I'm gonna get into the law I'm gonna figure out what the law about making porn in this state is we're gonna figure this out okay're calling do you hear that I don't have a phone button <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh so yeah we cut back to Cassidy and he's fucking Alexis missionary while Lily caresses them then Lily straddles Alexis's face as Cassidy continues to fuck Alexis, and makes out with Lily. Cassidy's fucking pretty hard, and everybody's moaning pretty hard. We then see Jerry Butler marching down the hallway and into the room with the aforementioned night droid in a tinsel skirt. He, um, so yeah, Jerry Butler plays Fuller, and uh, he mentions that this is an old gamma unit, and asks why they're testing it. At the control desk, John Martin, uh Merrick, notes that this unit has a built-in vibrator. He activates the unit and Fuller says hello to the night droid play by Stacy Donovan. We cut back to Cassidy fucking his night droid super hard and they're getting off hard. Merrick is excitedly watching all of this. Fuller's getting blown pretty hard by Stacy Donovan telling her she's going to swallow it as she's sucking his cock pretty deep. He fingers her a bit from behind as she continues to suck him. Fuller then starts to fuck Stacy from behind doggy style and pounds away for a bit. We then see Ro return to the control desk with Merrick. She tells him that there's a new night droid in cold storage, the Delta. Oh, the Delta. Merrick says the Delta series is supposed to still be being designed. He says he has to go check this out. So we cut to Cassidy fucking Alexis Greco doggy style pretty hard while Lily caresses her. This continues for a couple of minutes here. Cassidy barks for her to make him come as they continue to slam into each other and bark in pleasure. Uh, I think bark is the best way to describe the sounds they're making. Yeah. Uh, eventually he pulls out and comes on Alexis's ass and Lily's tongue and Lily licks the cum off of Alexis's ass. We cut back to Fuller fucking Stacy from behind. He barks out some orders and tells her that she makes him happy. We cut back to Parker jogging. He gets radioed by someone who asks him when he can come in to test the new Delta droid. He says he can make it in today. We then hear in his narration that this is the last one. He's going to test the Delta and then never use another night droid again.
1: That's what I say. <laughs> time, yeah, you know, anytime anytime I look at that nitroid porn. Yeah I'm like, this isn't right. You gotta stop.
2: Then you do it again.
1: You know, you know, every time you say you're not gonna do it again, you're gonna do it again. Yes. <laughs> that's just uh that's how humans are. Yep. They've been programmed to enjoy nitroids.
2: We have been.
1: Yeah. What?
2: By the chemicals the government gave us.
1: Oh yeah. That's Not just... the ones
2: as part of our testing, but just the ones as part of the population.
1: Yeah, from the the ones in the air. Yeah. The chemtrails. Oh yeah. Remember those?
2: From the 5G.
1: Yeah. We're near one of those towers.
2: Oh yeah, we are. <laughs>
1: Every time I come over here, get a little bit more soy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's why you've become the soy boy that you are. Yeah. Look at me. <laughs> Uh, so we cut back to Stacy riding Fuller cowgirl. She asks him if he likes the vibration unit pi- repeatedly.
1: Yeah, she seems to be all functioning.
2: Yeah, the control room calls him and tells him to that he still needs to activate the vibration unit by pressing on her right ear. He does this and then falls back in pleasure. Stacy starts to ride his cock very hard. He tells her that he's going to come and he pulls out, stroking to come on her ass. At the control desk, Merrick tells Roe that she was right about that Delta droid. He tells her that he called in Parker to test it. He says that Parker's test room should be about ready. Merrick then adds that he's going to go to cold storage and check on the droids. We see Merrick go to cold storage, and he finds the Alpha droid, Nina Hartley, there. A voice on the radio tells him to send the Alpha to Roe. He's then told to prep Delta for Parker. So Merrick sends Alpha to the control room, and we see her march down the hallway. Merrick then looks at a few more night droids. We cut to Roe in the control room, and we see Alpha join her. Roe tells Alpha to remove her clothes, which she does, and Roe follows suit. Roe and Alpha make out and caress one another. Roe tells Alpha to come over here. And has her go down on her as Rose sits back in a chair. Then Rose sits on the back of the chair and has Alpha continue to pleasure her with her tongue and fingers. We cut to the tester locker room, <laughs> where Fuller
1: runs into Parker. Mm-hmm. Well, Fuller wets the bed. Fuller wets the bed. Yeah, remember on uh, Home Alone? Oh, <laughs> this is what he grew up to do.
2: Oh, okay. Fuller says that he thought Parker had retired. Parker tells him, this is it. He's testing the Delta today. Fuller laughs and says, they're always talking about the Delta, but Parker assures him that it's happening this time.
1: I don't believe it. They've been talking about these fancy machines at work for like the two years I've been there. (laughs) they operated them for like three weeks and then stopped. Oh. Like millions of dollars just sitting there gathering (laughs) dust. Same thing. Uh, Pri- you know, the private the private sector, it's no good.
2: <laughs> Parker tells Fuller that the older Nitroids, they were programmed to provide sex as a service to the user, but the Delta has a need and a want for sex. It's a give and take. The first full service model. Parker explains, that's why I'm here.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's the only one that can... Bone her downright.
2: That's right. So we one, see one
1: that can take what he gives.
2: Exactly. So we see Merrick walking a night droid into a room. And it's the Delta played by Amber Lynn.
1: Ah yes, Amber aroused herself.
2: Indeed. Merrick walks out and she lights up. Delta says, I didn't know I could do that. This is self activation. So Delta lays down on the bed in the room and starts to caress herself. Meanwhile, in the control room, Alpha lays back on the control panel, and Ro leans down and starts to make out with her, with uh, some gross tongue sucking. Ro licks and sucks on Alpha's nipples. She licks all over Alpha's torso for a bit and rubs her breasts against Alpha's legs. We cut back to Delta laying alone in the bed. She's pulling down her top and pulling up her dress so that she can caress her breasts and play with her vagina. Ro continues to suck and squeeze Alpha's breasts. Ro tells Alpha she bets she can come without her even touching her pussy, which she seems to do so, but this doesn't stop Ro from proceeding to go down on Alpha and finger her. As this is going on, Merrick walks in and kind of leans on the wall, watching and smiling. Delta continues to masturbate in her test chamber. She gets off and says, I needed that. Well, back to work. (laughs) We cut back to Ro going down on Alpha. Before long, Merrick leans in, grabbing a hold of Ro from behind and caressing her. Ro tells him that she's getting wet. Merrick tells Ro that it's his turn to enjoy her. We cut back to the locker room, and Fuller's still there with Parker. Fuller tells Parker that he's been an inspiration to all the testers and wishes Parker good luck, which Parker thinks is being said sarcastically at first, but Fuller assures him that he means that sincerely. Aww. Back at the control room, Roe demands that Merrick give it to her, and he starts to fuck her from behind in Standing Doggy. Roe keeps telling Alpha that it's making her wet. Merrick pounds Roe for a bit, then Roe tells him to sit down and has Alpha join her in tag team sucking his cock and balls. Roe tells Alpha she's going to make him come. You're gonna make it squirt hot juice, she says. <laughs> After a couple more minutes, they finish Merrick off and he strokes, coming on the ladies' tongues. We cut back to the locker room and Parker's radioed by the control room. Roe says. You've already been briefed and asks if he needs anything else. Parker says no and then walks off. At the control panel, Rose says she's activating the Delta monitoring system. Merrick tells her it's not working and we hear a bunch of beeping and booping. Oh no. Merrick then pushes some buttons and apparently it starts working. Oh good. So that was a plot point with no real
1: point. It's fine. Things sometimes you don't do, they don't work the first time you try them.
2: <laughs> so. We cut to Parker in his test room with Delta standing on the other side of the room. The control panel asks if he's ready, and he says he is. They activate Delta, and she walks over to Parker, who introduces himself. She tells him, I know. He tells her that she's Delta, and she says, I know. He tells her, we're here, and she cuts him off. I know. So Parker and Delta begin to make out. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Merrick in the control room says, That Parker, he's really something. So we cut to Parker leaning back on the bed as Delta sucks his cock. He tells her, So you're the Delta. This is why I've been running miles every day. (laughs) Delta continues to give him a wet sucking stroke. He tells her her programming is unique. It's one of a kind. Merrick in the control room watches excitedly, So that's the new Delta. We cut to Delta riding Parker's cock cowgirl. We get some shots of penetration from his POV, then shots of her ass bouncing on his cock from behind. Merrick in the control room says, interesting, isn't it? We cut to Parker fucking Delta from behind as they lay on their sides. Roe moans in the control room as she's watching. We see Parker fucking Delta missionary. This continues for a couple more minutes. Then we hear Parker cry out, and he pulls out and sprays a giant load of cum all over Delta's pubes and abs. Rose says, oh my god. (laughs) Parker tells Delta, you're different from the other night droids. Delta tells him, more than you think. Parker tells Delta that he needs her, and Delta tells him, now that she's been successfully tested, she'll be available at all night droid stores. Being a tester, you're eligible for a discount. Thank you. Parker looks at the camera and says, Wouldn't you know it? And then we smash cut (laughs) to a card telling us all persons appearing in this motion picture, regardless of role played, are 18 years of age and older, and we get our credits.
1: I don't... That was never in question to me. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, that was it. Yeah, the pleasure maze is...
2: It just ends with a snarky comment from Joey Silvera addressing the camera. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it.
1: Yeah, that's that's all you get. Man. Uh. <laughs> all right.
2: Well, with that, we're going to go ahead and take our break, and then we'll be back with our uh, final thoughts on Pleasure Maze.
0: Hey, Parker. Long time. What are you doing back? To put me to work again. Really? Well, you've been here a long time. I thought by now you'd be retired. Been waiting for the Delta. The Delta. Come on, man. Every every other day they tell us the Delta's gonna be ready. It's a bunch of talk. Well, today's the day. What? That the Delta's ready? Yeah, so they say. I've been waiting a long time. I'm working out, staying in shape. Hey, well, you look great. I I mean, for your age. Yeah, well, this is it, kid. One more test, one more time. The old nitroids were built for service, sexual service. But the new Delta line has a need and a want for sex, and a give and take. It's the
2: first full-service model, and I'm ready. That's why I'm here.
1: Oh, you're getting chopped.
2: Do not chop me. It is not my birthday, and I'm not getting chopped. (coughs) Clanging around the Raincoat Report mug?
1: Yeah, we've got one. We've also got a Raincoat Report magnet. Oh, yeah, we do. (laughs) Uh, If you like either of those, send me $50. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One-of-a-kind merch. (laughs) This one's even, the mug's got some of my ashes in it. Oh, yeah. Not like me personally, but like, you know.
2: Oh, not from your uh, cremation?
1: Yeah, not from, like, I didn't burn a part of me, though I could. You could? I could. If I had to lose a part of me through fire, uh, pinky toe. Okay. I'd probably just cut it right off right now and put it in a cup and set it on fire. (laughs) That'd be $100, though. (laughs) Well, there you go. Yeah. Not worth much. But what I am worth is a little thing we call
0: the Raincoat Review.
1: <laughs> so I'm really not very good at that either.
2: <laughs> so do you have a message for uh, Duck Dumont?
1: Yeah. Don't quit your day job. <laughs> Unless this is your day job. And I think you should quit. <laughs> uh, I don't know. This, this is kind of a kind of a mess of a film it doesn't really uh it doesn't satisfy me in any particular way i was uh incredibly underwhelmed i thought that it had a going in that there was going to be a uh, i don't know something real some kind of maze
2: yeah that was a good assumption from like
1: the title yeah and it's uh there ain't nothing it's just like, uh, 80 minutes of people testing sex bots with like missionary. And they're not even like put through different stuff where they have to do different like things. No one in this gets double fisted. No. the Candy stripers got double fisted and they weren't even getting paid.
2: That's a, that's a good point. Uh,
1: I don't know. It just is kind of a,
2: <laughs> yo, she's attacking me.
1: Yeah. Cause he hates this movie.
2: Yoshi, come on.
1: There will never be peace. Uh, I think
2: his claw's stuck in this cushion now and he can't get down.
1: Good. What an asshole.
2: Hey. Nope, it's not. He's just being a dick.
1: Yeah. But uh, you know, like I said earlier, I think the 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 set design and the like is probably the best thing in this film and that's not really high praise. There's not much to it. Yeah. It reminds me, if anything, of the second Arabian Nights film, which had a very minimalistic art direction as well. Yeah. But I enjoyed that more.
2: Yeah, I would agree. I think that while it was limited, at the very least, we had some Jamie Gillis being Jamie Gillis and uh, some attempts at like uh, little vignettes.
1: Yeah, this doesn't really feel like anything. It feels like I'm the one that's being tested. <laughs> They're testing on me. It's um, like I'm a rabbit and they just keep slathering lipstick all over me. <laughs> you know? And it's not right. The stuff with J- Joey Silvera running around explaining everything is cool, but it's ultimately so pointless that all it does is prolong the film. Which is disappointing. Uh, like I said, I think there's a, there was a lot of potential here. I just don't think it was handled handed to the right person. Yeah. Uh, I think if we made Pleasure Maze twenty four, I think we could really right the wrongs of this. But until then, I would give this like a one and a half. Okay. Not a big fan. Uh, you know, Duck Dumont, get lost it's a maze oh yeah yeah uh that's my final review thank you well um i'll say that i might
2: like it slightly more than you but not a lot more
1: yeah um it's been a theme this year (laughs) i've resolved to become more bitter
2: fair enough um yeah i mean at the end of the day this has a premise that like they start the film with and then they just kind of half-ass it from there um, I agree that like
1: Your cat bit me.
2: Oh, well that's He's what you get
1: spreading the hate around.
2: <laughs> he liked Pleasure Maze more than you did. Yeah. Um I'd say that there's a lot of potential in this film, mm-hmm. but uh yeah, it's not really exploited to the benefit of the film really. Yeah. Um I think that there's a good cast here. Sure. And the sex scenes are decent. I wouldn't say there was anything like standout. I
1: mean, the it who, was Who played Alpha? It wasn't it was, uh, it was Trace, Nina Hartley. Nina Hartley. I would say she probably had the best scene. Yeah. It was it was pretty nasty, uh overall compared to everything else. Yeah. Uh I liked it more, but yeah. Overall. I think
2: Amberlynn did well in the last scene. Mm-hmm. Um but again it was just like A 1986 sex scene. Right, yeah. uh, It's not bad. I wouldn't say that the sex was... I would say the sex in this film was better shot than the sex in the film we watched last week.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: But just the other shortcomings of the film make up for that in a big way. Um, I like Joey Silvera and his character here is good for what it is, but what it is isn't deep in any way. And so they just kind of... Didn't exploit that to its fullest either. He's wasted. Um, At the end of the day, the sex scenes were decent enough, but not great. Nothing stand out. There's no reason anybody should go out of their way to see this movie. Um, If you're just like, I want to watch a fuck film from 1986, and I don't care if it's particularly good. I just want to watch people fuck. This will do the trick, and it's not long, It's like under 80 minutes. It's like 78 or something like that. Yeah. But um, there's a ton of other sex films that you could watch that are better than this, and you probably should. Um, I'm going to give it two stars.
1: Give it two stars and see what
2: happens. This is what happens.
1: The episode's over. The episode's (laughs) over.
2: So, uh, yeah, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RaincoatReport. RaincoatReport at gmail.com if you need to follow us. Uh, if you, if you need to send us an email, uh, follow us on Patreon. Yes. Patreon.com slash raincoat report. Last week we had our Pornhub files that we opened.
1: Yeah. We revisited Bill of cinema classics and I'm sure we did some other things as well.
2: Yes, we did do some other things and, uh, that's about it. So next week we'll be back with, uh, the raincoat files once again, perhaps with something a little bit better.
1: We will see. One can only hope. Yes. (laughs) But in the meantime, if you're going to get lost in that pleasure maze, don't forget your raincoat. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) You probably won't get lost. You'll be fine. Yeah. Don't worry.